Hello, everyone, and welcome to the I Love Kid Min podcast, the place where you and your church take the next steps in your kids' ministry journey. We know you love Kid Min, and we want to give you the tools to succeed. Now, your hosts, Ryan Frank and Corey Jones. Hey, friends, welcome to the I Love Kid Min podcast, episode number 15. We have a real treat today because our expert guest, Yancey, is going to be answering questions that you have posted about leading worship. And she's going to be with us live, which is pretty awesome. Um, well, it's not live when you're watching this, but it's live for me today. She's going to be with <laughs> us live. And this isn't pre-recorded content, in other words. Um, you know, I've known Yancey for probably, gosh, a good decade. And I might say more than that, but at least at least a decade, um, maybe 15 years. And something I love about not only her ability to sing is her ability to lead worship and you know, she she does concerts and events for churches, but she also has some great resources for Kidman leaders like you and I. So we're blessed to have her with us today. And today is really focused on people like me, people who um, like leading worship isn't really their skill set, but there's times that you got to step in and fulfill that role. And so, Ryan, can you think of a time where maybe something like this relates, where you had to step up and step into something that you were probably unqualified to do but just needed to step in right away and lead lead yeah you know i can i think of a couple things the first thing that comes to my mind is when my pastor called me into his office on a monday and said that he needed me to be in charge of the bus ministry and i don't mind helping with the kids and you know i'm the kids pastor but the bus ministry means you know, all this fleet of buses and vans that need to be running in these win it was in the middle of the winter too so all these diesel engines and oil changes and CDL license. And I was young at the time. Um, I'm still young, but I was even younger back then. And it really intimidated me. But, you know, I chose to step up and do it and leaned in on some men in the church to help me that knew something about mechanics. And we did it. So, yeah, that's my story, Corey. Um, yeah, being in charge of the bus ministry. Uh, what about you? Man, I'd say my very first Sunday in kids ministry, uh, 17 years ago, probably I walked in yeah. and uh, there's yeah. another teacher in there and it was like my first day as an intern. And I walk in and go up to him and said, uh, so what are we going to be teaching today? They like stopped, looked me in the eyes and said, I, don't I know. love it. What are you going to be teaching today? And uh, man, I scrambled to put together a question or like a lesson with questions real quick. And then uh, from then on, I learned I need to be ready because that's awesome. I'm up. <laughs> All right, Ryan, awesome. we're in episode 15. Um, and I'm sure there's somebody that we got to thank for making this episode possible. Is there somebody you want to mention? We do. We need to thank SundaySchoolZone.com. SundaySchoolZone.com provides printable children's Bible activities. Lots of great stuff that you can use with your kids at home, church, if you homeschool. There's just all kinds of great stuff for teaching kids the Bible. And, you know, it's all free. So if you've not been to SundaySchoolZone.com in a while, um, this ministry is a great ministry led by Rick and Caroline Edwards. Uh, they're, they participate at Kidman Nation Megacon, and they've got some pretty incredible resources for free. And I don't know about you, Corey, but I do know this about you. We both like free. I like free, so go check out SundaySchoolZone.com. They are the official sponsors of 
episode number 15 of the I Love Kidman podcast. They have some pretty cool coloring pages and color by numbers, different connect the dots activities. So it's a great resource to go bookmark. That way you can pull from it in the future. Bookmark it and share it with your volunteers. Volunteers are always looking for something where they can go quick and print something off. So it's definitely a good one. This week in favorite things, uh, we want to introduce you to some of our favorite things. Um, all right, Corey, I'm going to let you go first this time. What do you got? Ooh. What are you thinking about? I'm in a discipleship group with a group of men. There's four of us that gather weekly for some like accountability and just scripture study. And one thing that I have loved through this is I've been intentional about journaling and Journaling hasn't been a big part of Corey's life in the past, um, but being a part of this group, uh, it's one of the like requirements of it. And so there's a format of journaling that has been helpful to me that I think is um, somebody that doesn't like to journal could step into it and just get it done. So I wanted to share it. Um, it's the here method. You highlight what stands out to you. So you read and you're you're like, man, God really spoke to me through this passage. Yeah. You just highlight it right out that verse. H. E, explain um, what's the context of it. Um, and if you don't know, then do some research. You can jump on blueletterbible.org and just really dive into uh, commentaries and what it means in the, the context. Uh, A, apply. What, what do I need to apply um, from this truth? Is there personal application for me? And then, man, I usually stop there when I'm reading. The The R, though, is what is a home run for me. It's to respond. So sometimes it's a prayer or a specific action. Now that I know this truth, what am I going to do? And the respond time, journaling it, slowing down, has been great for me to really uh, make it practical and to, uh, I don't know, put some good depth in my Bible study. And so I wanted to share that method. If you're thinking about journaling, H-E-A-R, it's pretty easy. Dive in and give it a try. Ryan, what's your favorite thing? Okay, so Corey, you're thinking about journaling. I'm thinking about I'm thinking about food, candy. Okay, oh. don't judge me. Your favorite thing <laughs> is Bible journaling, and I'm going to talk about candy. So Corey's the spiritual one of the day, and I'm the deadbeat that needs to get more healthy. Okay, some of my favorite candy on the earth is C's candy. Now you probably have had C's candy. Maybe you've, if you've ever been out to California, S E E S. Uh, they're a California-based com- company. I think they have the best chocolate ever over Godiva. Any, I mean, I think it is great chocolate. But what I want to point out, I'm a big fan of their peanut brittle, but I'm a bigger fan of, of right now they've got this seasonal brittle. It's maple cashew brittle. Mind blown, Corey. Maple cashew brittle. It is like eating a piece of heaven. I'm telling you what. Um, C's candy S. E-E-S. If you're a chocolate lover, you need to go ch- get some of their chocolate. If you like peanut brittle, you will love maple cashew brittle. Corey, I feel like I'm not very spiritual today, but um, <laughs> I know I'm journaling, looking forward to it. Check it out. Get some maple cashew brittle to eat while you're journaling, Corey. It'll make it'll really make the experience so much more wonderful.
Today we'll be hearing from Yancey. Yancey has a simple desire as a singer and songwriter, and that's to make music that makes Jesus loud. She travels the world leading in worship in churches and camps and conferences, and she produces music that's in churches everywhere, including mine, every weekend. Um, she has a new curriculum called Heartbeat, which teaches kids how we do worship, why is worship important, and what does worship look like in their lives? So let's turn things over to this week's expert guest, Yancey. I'm excited to have you here talking to us and leading us in uh, how to worship and uh, how to help people that aren't like, they don't know what to do. They're not worship leaders. And so my first question for you is how is leading worship and leadership hand in hand? How does that go hand in hand? Yeah, well, you know, um, I mean, I'm excited to get to share with you guys a little bit today and talk about this subject. I, I truly believe that leading worship is more about your leadership ability than your musical ability. It's kind of how I, I like to say it. At the end of the day, leading worship is about connecting with your audience and making sure that they are getting it and are engaged in what you're doing and and that you're leading them. And so I like to I like to say that the same characteristics that are going to make a great worship leader in kids ministry are the same characteristics that are going to make a great teacher in your class or a great story in your storyteller in your classroom as well. It's, it's someone who can be aware of the room, be aware of how much the kids are engaged or participating and, you know, kind of have that problem solved mindset on the go, even in the midst of what you're doing to figure out what can I do right now? What can I say right now? How can I encourage um, these boys and girls to not just, you know, stand here and watch what's happening, but to join in and sing along and participate. And so to me, of course, musical ability is awesome. And I'm not, I'm not discounting that it's not important. Um, It is a wonderful thing if you have that, but Worship leading in and of itself is not a musical thing at all. It's it's about leading others and engaging them. Yeah, you're Yancy. It's Ryan. You're right. Not everybody's a great worship leader like me, but you know you can still. <laughs> no, not. <laughs> wow, and that is totally not true. Um, but you're right. I think I think Yancy. It is about the heart of the leader and the passion of the leader more than your vocal skills for sure. Um, and Yancy, thanks for being on here with us. We think you're awesome and, um, we know you're awesome. We know you're awesome. So here's a question for you. Why does leading worship, why do you feel like leading worship scares so many people? And then like, what would be some tips to overcome that fear? Because it seems like a lot of times people just get freaked out about getting up front and leading in a song. Any thoughts and, and thoughts on how to overcome that fear? Yeah, well, I mean, my my biggest thing is because, uh, I mean, everyone's starting on a life. I mean, there was a point in life that I was used to singing songs on stage and to think about talking to set up the song or segue between the songs like that was that was new territory for me. Um, and so having to you know, having to talk in between songs, which very much you could have a worship leader person that maybe has some of the musical ability and their biggest struggle is that non-musical element to the worship leading. But I like to encourage people is just realize that someone believes in you and gave you this role. 
and this this opportunity. Whether that is a senior pastor, whether you're a volunteer, you know, worship leader, and it's your children's ministry, you know, pastor, director that gave you this role. There's somebody above you that is entrusting this opportunity of leading kids in worship into into your hands. And so really take that to heart and and, you know, kind of believe in yourself a little bit and just realize that like kids they're not going to throw rotten tomatoes at you if you tell exactly. a bad joke, you know, if you sing a, a wrong note or mess up or whatever. I mean, the worst thing that you might fear in your head is going to happen is highly likely to not take place and happen. And so, um, you know, at times in life, it's been helpful to really like write out what it is that you're wanting to say. I encourage um, young worship leaders or um, people that don't feel as confident in this area. It's like, think through the songs that you're leading and what you need to do to lead those songs and to navigate the worship time. And, you know, maybe, maybe you kind of write out a script so you can really gather your thoughts, edit your thoughts about it, make sure it's clear, make sure you repeat what's needed. Cause that's another little thing too, that I learned a long time ago is people don't comprehend what you're saying um, mm-hmm. as quickly when you're just talking it out versus when they're maybe reading it. And so as a worship leader too, it's not enough to just say, Hey, everybody stand up on your feet. We're going to sing loud today to celebrate God is good. Mm-hmm. And then never say any of those statements again. Um, mm-hmm. Instead, you you might say, Hey, everybody stand up to your feet. We're going to sing loud today. I'm so glad that every one of you are here. Make sure that you're standing up. Get ready to use your loud voice. We're going to sing and celebrate God is good. Ultimately in life, I'm going to be repeating myself if you are really trying to edit what it is that I'm saying. But every time you say it, somebody else hears it. You know, they might not have processed it the first time that you told them what to do. And that's another thing that um, I think is so important when we look at scripture and we look at you know, David's writings and Psalm and whatnot, we see where David gave us instruction and told us what to do and how to do it. And mm-hmm. as a worship leader, I feel like that's our example and model as well is tell, tell your group what to do and how to do it. And don't just do that once, but do it throughout your songs, do it continually, even between songs, um, keep circling back to it because we all have short attention spans. And it's not yeah. always that your kids are intentionally thinking, I'm no longer going to sing anymore. Uh, what happens is a fly zooms past their face or a kid mm-hmm. talks or does something or opens up a piece of candy that was in their pocket and they get distracted. And we just need to continually keep reminding them, just like we see in Psalm 47, 1, where David says, come, everybody, clap your hands, shout unto God with joyful praise. Um, there's four pieces of instruction in that scripture. And so you've got to keep giving those little nuggets and those little pieces of instruction to your group as to how they can participate with you. Yeah. So super practical, Yancy. I use the Kidman Worship um, Worship uh, House Kids. And so we have the mm-hmm. tracks and we'll lead through that. You're talking about navigating and this journey. So just like what advice do you have for me as I'm leading? Like, what do I say to re-engage the kids when that fly comes by and distracts them? What are some things that I can just tools that I could put in my toolbox to help lead in that? Well, I mean, it starts with 
learning your songs and really knowing the arrangement of the songs and knowing where those little pockets of time are, whether there's a little interlude between the chorus looping back around to verse two, or if there's an instrumental break or, you know, as I'm creating worship resources, I think it through as to, okay, if I'm standing in front of a group of kids and I'm trying to lead them in this, what am I going to need? And so sometimes when I put four bars of music before the bridge, it's because I'm inserting that because I want to be able to say, hey, everybody, let's make these words be our prayer right now. Sing this from your heart with me. I'm planning that there's a few little statements that I need to say before this section of the song. And so if you if you spend time learning the songs, which means you have to do more than listen to them in the car on the way to the church on Sunday morning to um, to know that arrangement, but spend time with it and, and know how long your intro is, know where the little sections are or where there's a chance um, to to have a section that maybe your kids know really well or it's a little bit where you can engage them, encourage them to sing louder. Maybe it's a very repetitive line or something that happens a few times in a row where you can, you know, stick the mic out towards them and encourage them. Like, I can't hear you, like sing it even louder. Um, look for those little moments that are in the song and then um, really just plan for that. So it comes down to knowing the song ultimately and knowing what the message of it is, maybe how that ties in as well to what you're talking about that day. I, I, I believe you can be intentional in your song choices and you can use them to strengthen the message that you're teaching. You can use them to set up a message. You can use them to be a response time to what was taught. Um, you know, some subjects are easier to do that with than others, but you can be strategic at times to choose, you know what, we're going to be talking about this. So for us to close out that lesson time by singing this song would be an, a, a really appropriate way to kind of encourage everyone's hearts to get on board with this attitude and this message and this, this thing in their, in their Christian walk. And so, um, I like to I like to think of our role as a worship leader just to kind of break down what I'm talking about. I like to think of it as it's very much like uh, an aerobics instructor or a personal trainer. And I don't say that because in children's ministry, people are doing active things. That's not why I'm saying it at all. I don't know if you've ever, you know, found a workout program that was floating around on Facebook or whatnot that told you you could have a six pack of abs by working out five minutes a day or something ridiculous. But if you've ever gone to the gym on your own to do some workout that you found on the internet, when it gets a little bit hard and you're by yourself, you generally more of us than not, I think stop and don't push through that and keep working through it. Um, maybe you sit down for a water break and then that water break turns into, you know, that was good enough for today. It's my first day. Let's go on to Starbucks and get coffee instead of finishing, you know, all three sets of 20 reps, we stop on set two at rep 12 on our own versus taking an aerobics class or working out with a trainer where there is someone that is encouraging you and coaching you through that workout. They're, they're encouraging you to push a little bit harder. So I'm going to encourage people, Hey, sing a little bit louder. Let this come from your heart. Don't stop. Keep it going. You know, let's do that two more times. One more time. Let me hear you. Um, 
I'm going to coach people through it because I truly believe for probably 97% of their audience, they are not trying to boycott what you're doing and not participate. They just need for you to say, hey, 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 this is how you do it. And let me help you do this good behavior that's going to help strengthen your relationship with Christ. And so um, I don't know, maybe that's helpful for you. Just think of it like a coach or a trainer workout instructor, and you're encouraging and coaching others to join in and not give up, but keep pushing through and doing it. I love it. Yancey, you're always such an encouragement. You're so practical. Um, Why don't you give, as we wrap up, just give one word of encouragement to all the children's pastors listening to this podcast today. Um, What would be a word of encouragement? It can be about Kidman worship or whatever's on your heart. What would you like to say? You know, I, I think my encouragement to you would just be to realize, you know, there's there's several scriptures in the Bible that talk about how there is power in kids worshiping. It is something that we were created to do first and foremost is to bring God praise through our lives and our lives be a testament to his faithfulness and his goodness. And I just want to encourage children's ministry leaders to not just think of the songs that they do as we're filling in blanks on a planning sheet because this is what we're supposed to do, but to be intentional about it, to think about what you're inviting kids to take part in, um, to think about how you're helping them take a step in, you know, what I believe is communication uh, with the Lord. Um, Worship can be that. It can help us give vocabulary to the attitudes and the hearts and the expressions that we need to have towards the Lord. And so be intentional about it. Think about what you're inviting them to, but realize that when you press play on a song and you create moments in your services and programs for kids to take part in worship, you are unleashing the power of God to be at work in your classrooms, in your hallways, as the kids get in the car with mom and dad or grandma or whoever they came with throughout their weeks. And I just feel like it's kind of one of those touch points that we kind of, I think we skim over the element as opposed to realizing how much power truly can be at work in the life of these kids that we minister to and their families by encouraging them of how to participate in worship. So that would be what I would want to encourage people is just realize there's power in kids worship and to create and make room for it to happen in what you do. I love it. Yancey, thank you so much. Um, thanks for being such an awesome encouragement to the Kidman community and for providing such great resources. You are loved by many, so keep up the great work. Um, thank you. Thank you, Yancey. That was awesome. Um, you know, Corey, one of my big takeaways from that conversation with Yancey, um, be prepared, be prepared. I have found, the, in, really in about any area of my life, that the more prepared I am, the more confident I am whether it's teaching a lesson, showing up for a meeting, whatever. And when you lead kids in worship, the more prepared you are, um, the more confident you're going to feel when you're up there. So be prepared. That's my big takeaway. What about you, Corey? Uh, I loved what Yancey had to say about the coach element or the personal trainer to think of yourself in that role. And for me, that means that I'm conscientious i think through what am i going to say in different parts of the songs i know where the breaks are and i like what you said the the let this part of the song come from your heart or let this part be a prayer that you sing um, as we jump into this next part of the song um thinking through those so that i'm i'm prepared uh that, that was huge thank you yancy
It's good. And we want to keep the conversation rolling. We're going to do something fun this time. Go to the I Love Kidman Facebook group, search for episode 15, and we want to hear what are two or three of the favorite songs your kids are into right now in kids' ministry. So if you ask them on Sunday, what song do you want to sing? What are they going to yell out? Let us sing this song. Can we sing this song? Can we sing this song? And let's learn from each other. I think you might pick up a new song that you didn't know about that your kids might love. So go to the I Love Kidmen Facebook group and search for episode number 15. Tell us what your favorite songs are. Hey, big shout out to Yancey. Yancey, thank you for joining us. Corey thank Jones, you, our, yeah, Corey Jones, our awesome co-host. Andy, Andy Sargent, our show producer. And all of you for listening and sharing. Hey, if the podcast has been a blessing to you, what can they do, Corey? Rate and review. Rate and review, baby. Rate and review. Go to the podcast. Is it called the podcast store? The iTunes store? The podcast yeah. app? Uh, they know what it is. Okay. Rate and <laughs> review the podcast. Uh, it really would mean the world to Corey and I. So appreciate it. Hey, we're just getting started with the I Love Kidman podcast. We've got some more great episodes heading your way. See you next time. This episode might be over, but the conversation is just getting started. Head over to the I Love Kidman Facebook group and let's talk about your next steps in your kids' ministry journey.